Welcome to Sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Rev. Dr. Matthew Richard. The epistle is from 1 Peter, chapter 4. The end of all things is at hand. Therefore be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's very grace. Whoever speaks is one who speaks oracles of God. Whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice insofar as you share Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed, because the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. This is the word of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. My friends, in our gospel and epistle readings, we hear something rather interesting today. In the gospel reading, the Apostle John records Jesus saying that the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. And as you know, the truth not only sets us free, but the truth, well, it often hurts. However, in our epistle reading, the Apostle Peter calls us to love one another so that our love can cover, yes, it can cover a multitude of sins. So needless to say, when looking at both of these readings together, we are now faced with a bit of a problem. If the Holy Spirit is all about truth, and since we have the Holy Spirit, are we not to be truth bearers? Are we not to call a spade a spade? To call a thing what it is to speak the truth about law and gospel? Or are we to go the way of love and perhaps sweep everything under the carpet, as they say? Is the Apostle Peter... Is he in conflict with Jesus' word and the Holy Spirit, or should the Holy Spirit ease off on truth and maybe be that spirit of love? Dear friends, it is not either or today. That is to say, there is no conflict between love and truth. You see, when Peter says that love covers a multitude of sins... He's not saying that love covers all sins as if you and I should hide criminality and turn a blind eye to blatant sin in our midst. In other words, when a fellow neighbor becomes mean and ugly and does things that the devil applauds, well, you and I were called to testify to the truth. For example, 
When you are blatantly sinned against by another Christian, the kind of sin that is like a hateful dagger in your heart, that kind of sin that keeps you up at night, well, you should go to that person that sinned against you and talk to them privately, as Scripture calls for. But before you go to them, you need to own up to your own sin in that conflict. Yes, you need to own up to your own sin in the conflict. That way, when you approach them, you do not approach them with your guns loaded. Yes, indeed, that way when you approach them, you approach them with gentleness and humility, owning your part of the conflict. Furthermore, by going to them privately, you are giving your fellow Christian the opportunity to repent of their sins and save face without publicizing their fault to the rest of the world. Indeed, when we go, yes, when we go to them privately, we give them the opportunity to apologize and receive forgiveness without all that drama that comes in that public arena of opinion. This is what it means, my friends, to speak the truth and to speak it in love. But let us be honest with ourselves. How often do you and I not go to our fellow Christian with love and truth, but go to everyone else around them playing that victim card, telling everyone how bad they were to us? Indeed, how often do we do this? Lord, have mercy on you. Lord, have mercy on me too. But let us go back to the idea of love covering a multitude of sins. If Peter is not referring specifically to those ugly and cruel and blatant sins that need to be confronted one-on-one and perhaps sometimes even confronted publicly through church discipline, what is he referring to? Well, Peter is referring to the hundreds, yes, the hundreds of thousands of sins and faults and mistakes and failings that our fellow neighbors commit every single day, oftentimes without realizing it. He is calling us to bear with our neighbors because we know just how much of a pain we are daily to ourselves, not to mention everyone else around us. You see, my friends, love does not dismiss the truth of your neighbor's blatant sins, and it also does not dismiss their sins of weakness. Yes, their sins of weakness. But instead, when it comes to the sins of weakness, well, love goes the way of covering these sins with compassion. Yes, covering them with compassion. So, for example, when you are in constant contact with your neighbor, you will most certainly see, indeed, you will most certainly see all of their sins of weakness, those hundreds of sins of weakness, And instead of sweeping them under the rug and instead of blowing up the relationship, well, love, it covers, yes, it covers your neighbor's sins of weakness with things such as prayer, to pray for them. It covers them by putting the best construction on them, encouraging them, and offering to give them a helping hand, yes, even though they might not deserve it. Yes, love doesn't dismiss the sin, but covers it. For love does not seek to gain, but it seeks to give. Love is not irritable or resentful towards your neighbor, and it certainly does not rejoice in your neighbor's sins of weakness. You see, all of this is the opposite of hate. Yes, it is the opposite of hate, though. Hate 
does the opposite of love. You see, hate, it grabs a hold of the truth. Indeed, hate, it grabs a hold of the truth and it strips it of love. It strips the truth of love. And then it pries into your neighbor's lives with a magnifying glass, digging around for sin to broadcast before the entire world. You and I, we know what this sounds like. It sounds like this. Did you hear what so-and-so did? I mean, did you hear what they just did? Can you believe that? In all of my years as a Christian, I have never. Indeed, hate. It grabs a hold of sins of weakness, and then that hate, it grabs a hold of those sins of weakness, and it exaggerates them, and then it snickers in devilish delight, and then uses these sins to destroy a struggling neighbor in the arena of public opinion while building up an ungodly self-righteousness. Lord, have mercy on you and me too. Frankly stated, and hitting really close to home, a large majority of the problems inside the walls of the church today are because we do not cover the sins of weakness in our fellow Christians, but instead we treat these sins of weakness as if they are unashamed, noisy, blatant, devilish sins. And while doing this, we at the same time turn a blind eye to the real blatant sins in the church, and we treat these blatant sins as if they are sins of weakness. We actually invert everything. Indeed, we invert everything. We Christians will shrug our shoulders to the blatant abuse of God's word, will turn a blind eye to blatant sexual deviances and blatant idolatry, to mention a few, while at the same time blowing each other up over a brief conflict after a voters' meeting on the colors of a carpet in a church hallway. We go the way of straining out gnats and swallowing camels. But why does this matter? Indeed, why does this matter right here and right now? It matters, my friends, because this is not who you are. Hear me loud and clear. This is not who you are. You see, you are the baptized. Yes, you are the baptized. The Lord, he has actually taken you from the kingdom of darkness and placed you in the kingdom of light, marking you as one of the redeemed. You have been given the Holy Spirit by baptism and the word. And the Holy Spirit, well, he is truth and not lies. Furthermore, the Holy Spirit gives you holy impulses so that you begin to love your neighbor and not hate them. We hear this from Ezekiel, the prophet Ezekiel in our Old Testament reading. He says this, he prophesies the word of the Lord. The Lord God says this, I will put my spirit within you and I will cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my just decrees. You see, you are given the Holy Spirit who is the spirit of comfort against terror. He's the spirit of witness against tyranny. He is the spirit of truth against falsehood. Furthermore, the Holy Spirit, he actually brings about as fruit in you. He brings about love and joy and peace and patience and kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. He brings that about in you. You're given the Holy Spirit to speak truth and love when faced with blatant sins as well as to cover the sins of weakness in your neighbor with love. And when you don't do this, yes, when you and I don't do this, 
It's quite simple. Repent. Yes, repent, dear baptized saints. Yes, you and I need to repent and remember that this is not who we are. We belong to the Lord. We do not belong to darkness. You are the baptized, forgiven, and marked as the redeemed. Yes, you are forgiven in Jesus this day. Baptized saints, it is only through the ministry of the Holy Spirit working through the word and sacraments that you and I are continually cleansed of deceit and given new hearts to love. Therefore, may it be our continual prayer, may it be our cry that the Lord will continually create in each and every one of us a clean heart, a clean heart in us and renew a right spirit within us. May the Lord continually restore to you and to me the joy of salvation every single day so that we would be given truth and love. Yes, truth so that we may speak the truth of law and gospel and love so that we may cover a multitude of sins in our neighbors so that in everything God may be glorified through Christ Jesus our Lord. You are the baptized You've been redeemed. Truth and love have been given to you. To him belongs glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The The Lord Lord bless bless and keep you. you.